We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. And welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover, and this week with the music, it's Lockie Dolly and his band! And our panel, Shannon Byrne, James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean! And our audience this week from Lismore, Coffs Harbour, New Zealand, Parks, Woodford and Lake Cassie! But first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. Happy news from New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern has had a baby. Only the second time in history a country's leader has had a baby in office. So, so what's ahead for the happy couple? Now, luckily, I can help. Birth to six weeks. During this time, your child will sleep 18 hours a day but only if you are the author of a childcare manual. All other children are awake constantly, dozing off momentarily between bouts of colic, colic being a technical term, which means my baby is crying for no conceivable reason, and if it doesn't stop soon, I may go crazy. This wakefulness will eventually disappear, but only when the child turns 16, at which point they'll sleep like a baby. It is a curious fact that no baby sleeps like a baby unless sleeps like a baby is defined as ball uncontrollably and cry for your mother having urinated in your own pants. That is sleeping like a baby. Six weeks to six months. During this period, the child will cry without mercy, demanding to be brought into the parental bed, snuggled in the space between you and your partner. Jacinda, do not be alarmed. Your child is merely displaying a very advanced form of sibling rivalry, one in which they attempt to prevent the very conception of any future siblings. Uh, Six months to nine months, uh, it's now that you'll finally snap and insist they go to bed on time. This involves putting them in bed at 8pm, waiting four seconds until they start crying, and then picking them out of bed and rocking them in your arms for 20 minutes until they fall asleep, at which point you gingerly move towards the bed one tiny shuffling step at a time and lower them onto the mattress moving so slowly that whole geological periods pass the ice caps melt and the universe expands and once they are finally on the bed you gingerly attempt to remove your hands from underneath their tiny body displaying the stealthy care of a bomb disposal expert diffusing a nuclear device before gradually turning, ready to creep from the room, at which point they start bawling. Now, next, repeat ten times until it's dawn, at which moment you can both sit down and watch the wiggles. Don't thank us. It's Australia's gift to you. Uh, Nine months to a year, this is when your child will develop hand-eye coordination, Her hand, your eye. Uh, She'll also begin to crawl, flattering you by pretending not to notice the dark circles under your eyes. It's also the time of teething, 
Well-meaning neighbours might suggest you make use of the dummy, but you'll just have to explain he's out doing the shopping. Uh, One year to 18 months, uh, this is the period in which toilet training begins. Just sit the child on the toilet and give positive feedback whenever anything at all is produced. There's nothing odd about this. It's been the policy in the Australian film industry for years. (laughs) Two years to 35 years. That's the next developmental stage, two years to 35 years. Due to modern real estate prices, most children will be reluctant to leave home until they're at least 35 years old. At this point, they suddenly find a partner, buy a house and have a child and go to work to pay off the house and the child, at which point they immediately drop the child off with you, at which point you start right back at the beginning. Birth to six weeks. During this time, your grandchild will sleep 18 hours a day, but only if you are the author of a childcare <laughs> manual. Happy motherhood, Jacinda, from all your friends across the ditch. And that's the news from nowhere. Hey, uh, Richard. James. That Australian film director you had booked for Monday just cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was unduly cruel? No, I thought no, it was no, very, no, good. very good. Well, we did Can I say I don't, uh, I don't have a book out on parenthood. Uh, it was really just a pamphlet. Uh, but here's my suggestion to yeah. parents everywhere. Yeah. Uh, soundproof the baby's room. Yeah. Job done. That's it. <laughs> it's a short book, Almost everything it? you're talking about there is always uh, you're upset the baby's crying. Mm-hmm. But people get upset because the baby is crying because they can hear her crying. With my system, you put the baby in its room. You never hear And it. you assume that it's sleeping like all the books say. Mm. Because you can't hear it. It's How the, often? It's the shortest child care manual yeah, in the world. Right. How often do you check on them? Every well, every eighteen hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open the door, put food yeah. in, run away. So, 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 so just wait, wait till they're thirty-five. <laughs> See what's going on. Well, I feel tra- traumatized. I'm thinking I'm going to have to ring my mum back more. Yeah, yeah. And are. actually, we'll probably answer when it does ring with her name coming up. Yeah. But yeah, wow. Yeah. She's been through a lot. She has, and with, I'm going to put her through a lot more with to you come. in particular. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, now let's check you up with this week's news. Who? offered assistance whether you were in the market for nappy rash or wrinkle cream. Who came to our rescue? What's this about? Oh, State budget. State budget. It's hard even to say the words without kind of dozing off. Um, (laughs) And I I think it's great. Well, there was a bit for everyone, wasn't there? There there was a bit for everyone. Cradle to grave. Yeah, there there was uh, uh, grey nomads got a cheaper caravan rego and there was a baby bundle including a kid's book and nappy rash cream for new parents and free rego if you spend 25 bucks a week on on tolls. Um, actually, the grey nomads could use it. I could use a bit of nappy rash as well, actually. <laughs> for the yeah, depends, so, you know. So they win. They win at both um, at both. Well, I won't say at both ends. That's wrong. <laughs> but... But I laughed out. You know when there's a budget, they have like a special bit on the news websites where it's all a different colour and all the things are highlighted. And I checked and on the news website, when it came down, it was all like that. And then I checked, I reckon, about half an hour later and it was just back to who kissed who on Love Island. Uh, it was, no one was even interested. They weren't getting any hits, but they, no, should, no they should get it. They've given out all I mean, it's all, all cynical. It's ahead of the next election. Of course, it's in March. Mm. So they've given out all these baubles, haven't they? They've, they've, they've given baubles. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think everyone's already so excited about the state election next March. You know, can we get even more? Can we get... <laughs> Can we get even more excited? I don't know. Well, I was thinking too, obviously, with this sort of bundle, you know, I could just see some of the ministers going into writing. Mm. 
baby books, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought, you know, what could they have? Something sort of like, I don't know, Stadium Mania, um, Connect Four, Road Successfully. Oh. <laughs> uh, there was another one, uh, Light Rail and Time. Um, so, you know, there's, I'm seeing now that there's actually a, a few books to be made, kids' yeah. books that they well, could actually Competition with Tommy's uh, one-line children. Yeah. Manual. <laughs> Picture book. Yeah. Well, you should probably... get together with a group of parents and take all the books and then just staple them to the walls. <laughs> Soundproof the room. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a very colourful wall. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Be happy to be in there. And they'd probably teach themselves to read because they'd have nothing else to do. Yeah. It's Alison Lister's. Really? Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that the roads, the toll roads, um, as we all know, have not enough traffic on them. So I think it's a good idea to get the old people out there <laughs> <laughs> racking up their tolls to make sure they save on their caravan. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's going to make the roads a happier, safer, slower place. You should be giving them free tents so they're actually not mobile. Like, you don't yeah. want them on the roads. Like, I mean, have a camping site. Yeah, we, we've seen that, you know, people do not slow down when you say, please slow down. But if you put a really, really slow car in front of them, mm-hmm. they're going to slow down. So you mean that's the theory? It's, a, it's actually the road safety initiative, yeah. the, ca- the free, the reduced <laughs> caravan be, rego. There might be more honking. But there'll be less accidents. There'll be more Viscounts on the road. Mm. That's a good thing. Uh, now, who, uh, who will rue the day they played the beautiful game? That has to be about the Stockaroos, isn't it? The World mm-hmm. Cup, obviously. Yeah. Um, 20... With a side order of Optus, I think. Yeah. Who, someone has to lose their job over that. So have you all heard, obviously, about Optus? They paid $8 million for the rights of SBS to have those games. And it all came down to one part, so the architecture of the actual streaming, so behind the scenes, was wrong. So they would have to redesign the whole thing. Now, to admit that that is what the actual problem is, is highly embarrassing. But for SBS, I'm going early with winners and losers. So SBS the winners, <laughs> Optus is the losers. So I'll, I'll finish early probably tonight. Um, I'll get an early mark. But in terms of, um, yeah, the football match, uh, you can also sort of think of the World Cup as, you know, um, the sport of diving's been brought back. You know, there's a couple of stadiums that they probably didn't think that they'd be giving out scores of 10. <laughs> Um, But in terms of the Socceroos, you know, this is how tough we are. We haven't dived yet in two games. And a guy last night, Naboot, dislocated his shoulder. And his mates tap him on the shoulder and say, unlucky. And there was not even a tear. He didn't even drop to the ground. So we're just one of the toughest teams. It comes to Tuesday night. Socceroos take on Peru. We have to win. And at the exact same time, they're quite smart for scheduling. France plays Denmark. So at they kick and we off want at France the same to win, time. Right? France has yeah. to win, and we have to win. So, but yeah. they kick them off at the same time, so that you can't go into the change rooms, and there can be no funny business oh. going on. Didn't the, the prime minister got him? Didn't he say something about it? So, he, he contacted oh. Optus. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it's kind of a comment on how how lucky we are. First world problem, you know. Hey, you, we can't watch TV at three o'clock in the morning, some game no one cares about for four years, but then for a month they do care. Well, some people care, but I'm not one of them. Um, so you it was weren't, pretty you weren't one of the 3.4 million that watched last night then? Oh, well, yeah, no, it wasn't me. But maybe they overstepped it. Maybe, maybe yeah, it was some weird this, idea yes. that, you know, they thought the kids today love the texting. They just thought they'd text the... Game. Yeah. To them, yeah. like well, that's very, that's very um, classic update. Uh, he just passed the ball to another guy, and he passed it back, and now the goalie has it. Still no goals. And the goalie passed it out to a guy. Still no goals. And the guy passed it back to the goalie. Still no goals. And the guy has it. 
And hold on a second. Somebody's in writhing pain. <laughs> or are they? And hasn't been touched. Or are they between? But that, that goes back to, that's full circle. That's how the ashes were broadcast back in the yep. 30s with someone, you know. The synthetic test, it was called, Yeah, and wasn't tapping it? the pencil on the microphone. and hmm? Yeah, so we're going back. Well, hmm. Everything that's old is new again yeah, and sure. vice versa. There was something hilarious, wasn't there? In this week that public broadcasting has been attacked, oh. there was something hilarious about the public broadcaster, in this case SBS, coming to the rescue of a dysfunctional <laughs> capitalist company. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you felt very good about that. I don't know how they do it, but I don't, I don't have SBS through the TV due to an aerial problem. Uh, but I could use SBS on demand and just cast it hmm. onto the screen, which felt like exactly what Optus wanted me to do. <laughs> so I was a little confused how SBS was allowing me to cast it up at the same time. It was yeah, very, but you could only watch the games. Situation. Uh, oh, to be fair, uh, when, you, when Mabu went down, my favorite thing about that moment was he went down, he hurt his shoulder, and he had to signal to the, the, the bench. You could see the look on his face was, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I know you expect me to be mucking around, but actually this one really hurts. Could you please come help me? This is real. Oh. It takes real acting yeah. to convey that sort yeah. of complexity. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Well, I do think it's a boy who be... cried wolf in the game of football, really. I do think there should be some sort of a fine for people who only care about soccer during the World Cup. Just like I think there should be a fine for people who only care about <coughs> horse racing uh, when the Melbourne Cup's on. Like if, you, if you're going to be a soccer fan, then, you know, be a fan. But you can't just say, oh, yeah, the World Cup, I love us. If I'll stay up all night for, you know, and three weeks now, I don't care anymore. Hmm. Well, this is like the theatre fan who only see Hamlet. That's it. Yeah, that's right. When Hamlet's on, I'm a theatre fan. (laughs) rest of the time, no. Yeah. Or or the radio person who only listens to you. (laughs) You know, just come in at the top. Yeah, go for the quality. Exactly. Now, who, uh, who refused to bag the environment even though it upset some customers? Bag is the crucial word here. It is very crucial and it is very crucial to the planet that these moves are made. And what we are talking about is the banning of single-use plastic bags. I have been banging on about this for the last two or three minutes. <laughs> Very serious. So Coles and Woolies Coles are basically... Coles and Woolies up. and everybody. Well, Cole, Woolies brought it in early. Yep. Uh, Coles and IGA and all the rest of it from July 1st. Uh, and now customers are mad because they somehow didn't notice that they were being told for a year <laughs> that this day was coming. So while I sometimes understand the frustration of people when communication is not key, uh, as a person who shops at Woolies pretty much every day of his life, I've known for a year that this was coming. And so for people to suddenly be all like, what? You're taking my bags away? This is crazy talk. They're so worried about the unions put an ad together to say to people, don't abuse the poor checkout staff because it's not their decision. I know. Have a word to yourself. Are you allowed to back your car? Surprising, yeah. Are Surprising you allowed people to... can find their car when they park it in the parking lot. Well, can you back your car up to the front of the store now? <laughs> just, well, I haven't got bags. I'll just carry it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you should you be able that? to juggle the things, though. You don't buy much, do you? You could just sort of hold, you know, ice cream balance no, on your I, head. You no, know? I'm going to take a trolley. You can just take more trolleys. Yeah. They're like big bags, aren't they? Just like get yeah. a Sherpa. <laughs> There's a whole industry of Sherpas available yeah. here. I don't want to climb Mount Everest, but I want to get all this stuff two stories down to where my car yeah. is. And uh, it won't be that hard because the oxygen's a lot better lot down better. here. I've got, a, I've, really got idea, I've got a pension. Tommy. I've got a pension of Porsche. You know the little trolley? Yeah. Yeah, actually, the state government's giving me a rego. <laughs> but no, they, you just take that and you fill it up. Yeah. Fantastic. But it's a good indication of. Um, like, you get caught out because I was just in Darwin for a week and they've had the ban in for ages. And I have like I've got Tourette's every time I get to the, the register in Darwin because I'm the one that 
one swears and then walks out having to buy uh, bags when everyone else around me has actually got brown So you are, you are the, ba- so the you, dysfunctional... You can, you, yeah. you can everyone just be like, southerner, southerner, because yeah. well, you're in another place and they've been doing it for so long and the bag... And you just come home and you're thinking, oh, here's an extra 20 bags. You leave mm. and you've just got 20... What do they cost? 20, 15 cents. 15 cents a bag? Yeah. yeah. So we've got a dog. We need to keep plastic bags coming in because he fills a couple every day. <laughs> what are we going to do? And you could have them to your room. You could have them to your soundproof room. Wow, that would be good. That would make it pretty. People get so, like I was in a really big park the other day. My dog was just off somewhere. He was like in the bushes. This guy comes, he would have walked 300 metres out of his way to go, oh, yes, in the middle of those bushes. You can't see your dog, but he's in there somewhere. He did a poo. (laughs) Well, you know. I said, oh, thank you very much, like plastic smile. It's probably not going to kill anyone if it's in there in the middle of the bushes. So let me review the... I, can I review, can I review the... I TG- can't use a shopping trolley for his poo. I'm going to review the TGIF panel. There's a woman who goes mad in Darwin because she can't get a free plastic bag. There's another man whose dog does poos and he doesn't... Oh, you might. And there's a man who locks his child in a soundproof room for 13 hours. Right. But to be fair, Uh-oh. I always have my green bags when I go to Woolies. <laughs> uh, and can I say, I think of the three you mentioned, one is clearly worse than the other two. I know, Darwin should not be subjected. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. We have Shannon Byrne, James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean. Now, it was the 30th anniversary this week of the introduction of the $2 coin. And in reaching into the history, it appears that it was very controversial at the time. People complained that the coins were easier to lose than notes and that it made no sense that the $2 coin was smaller than the $1 coin. They expected it to be larger. Do you agree with the outrage of 30 years ago? And what's the thing you complained about at the time, only to realise it probably wasn't that big a deal? James O'Loughlin. Oh, I do agree with the outrage. It just seems to me fundamentally against the natural order of things that something smaller should be bigger. It's like, you know, getting a promotion and moving your office away from the window <laughs> or, or having a, a little brother who gets taller than you. You know, it just seems... It just seems no, fun- I know that one. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, terrible, yeah. isn't it? Or, or having a baby who's born bigger than their parents. You know, the little thing Ooh. should be little or having more vegetables on your plate than meat. You know, it's just... just Offence to nature, you think? Yeah, yeah. Just things that are out of size order. And, and I, yeah, I look, uh, re-complaining about things and then getting used to them. Uh, a couple of ABC examples. Yes. You changed the time of your program, and I thought that was terrible, uh, from 3 to 6 to 4 to 6.30, because I used to like, after TGIF, we'd have a little chat, and me and Tommy and whoever else mm. was here could watch you by yourself stack up all the chairs. And <laughs> I used to very much enjoy that. That's the reason I changed the times, so I didn't have to stack up the chairs. <laughs> you don't. You run away and... His well, shift we... ends before yeah. the stacking of chairs. And we, we still don't stack up the chairs, but we watch other people, and it's just yeah. not quite as satisfying. Um <laughs> And the other thing is, when I worked at the ABC, and possibly still now, whenever there was any sort of change in anything, like a new board member, change in funding arrangements, some program gets cut, a new program, there's like people everywhere in the corridors go, well, that's it. No, it's stuffed now. (laughs) No, public broadcasting used to be great, but now it's stuffed because they've changed the news from 10 minutes to five minutes and it's just just ridiculous. And then two two months later you'd see them go, how are you going? They go, yeah, good. <laughs> Fine. What are you angry about this week? Oh, something else. Uh, Shannon, Shannon Burn, it is true that no, uh, there's virtually no other currency in the world in which the 
the, the larger value coin is smaller than the lower value coin. Uh, people got very upset about this 30 years ago. Yeah, well, look, it took a while. I, I remember vividly just sitting there with a two-cent coin and a $2 coin thinking how yeah. uh, this could happen. But I think 10,959 days later, I'm over it. Like I really, I don't know about anybody else. Um, I seem to have I've coped okay. Um, probably because I've moved on to plastic, so I tap everything. I'm not actually embarrassed now to tap for you know two dollar ninety coffee. I was joking; it's three dollars fifty, but yeah, yeah. two ninety sounded good. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, it's yeah. under three dollars, who taps? So look, I'm over it. I'm okay. But I think one one point the outrage was correct was that when you went from a note to a coin, you'd have to be a pretty bad child to steal a note from your father's <laughs> oh. wallet. But somehow the $2 easy. coin yeah. sitting on the desk, yeah. all of that. It was like, like a broken biscuit. Yeah. Well, you make no, I'm it not really like adding a that one. Monte Carlo. If you've got two-cent pieces and put them on either side of a $2 coin, mm. your mum... Oh, she does now know now, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually say, I'm just taking 10 cents for a salty plum. Huh. What, what were you, have you been outraged about something which, in retrospect, you think, why was I, why was I so tense? Um, probably the state of origin, I guess the Blues winning, you know. Um, you know, I haven't really been outraged because I haven't won, so <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know probably about 10 o'clock yeah. Sunday night. When it happens, yeah. if it ever <laughs> if happens. It happens. Uh, Tommy? Wait, is, is Optus broadcasting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious. Uh, when I arrived, the $2 coin was already well in circulation and I found it a fascinating coin uh, because we don't have coins of that nature. We don't have dollar coins. Ours end at 50 cents. Is that the biggest coin, 50 cents? The biggest coin. We have commemorative dollars, but nobody uses them in general circulation. Uh, we have the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin, uh, which was to represent uh, suffragettes and how well we had uh, integrated women into the United States economy by making a coin that no one would use. <laughs> <laughs> and was so, worth very little. I think we did a great job, <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. symbolically speaking. Uh, I would have loved to have been here for the outrage at the 50-cent piece. Because surely the 50-cent piece is your biggest coin. Yeah, they were outraged. But that was a problem. I, I had the head of the mint on and explained that was a problem. They, they thoughtlessly produced this huge 50-cent piece. Yeah. And then later on they thought, oh, you know what, we should produce a $2 coin. And they realised that if they produced the $2 coin in the, uh, in the right relationship to the 50-cent piece, it would be the size of a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't that have been fun to put in vending machines. <laughs> Do you remember the outrage when one and two-cent uh, pieces were done away with? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it cost me thousands of dollars. And they, 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 people would round up. Yeah, that's right. Round down. That's right. Or, or, you know, the first time after that when people, you'd go, uh, and that's one ninety nine. you go, yeah, right. <laughs> I used to like getting my one cent change. No more. But I think they're a fascinating, because uh, the broken biscuit theory is quite good because I think most people spend two and one dollar coins. Uh, in fact, uh, Yvonne Aristegueta does a great bit about it. But it's like free money. So, like, if yeah. I have to bring a note out to buy coffee, I feel like it costs me money. Mm -hmm. But if I just chuck a couple of coins down, free coffee. That's right. And that's yeah. why the man jar is so important. Man jar is so man important. Jar. Does everyone, do, uh, there were men here. Do we all have a man jar? We have some sort of vessel on our desk or side table. And when you take your mm. duds off, you put the coins yeah. in there and they build up over time. And then on the weekend, you buy a slab of beer. Free beer! Free beer. <laughs> 
if you had saved a $2 coin every day, you would have had $21,918. So I'd be checking his mandra. I would be, you know, just going home, maybe taking it to the bank. You know, that's a lot of Speaking of the bank, this is fun. My wife is the treasurer of her local netball club. And they had their barbecue last weekend, and I was tasked with taking the earnings to the bank. And she had very helpfully separated the notes from the coins. Uh, but until I arrived at the bank uh, counter, uh, I didn't realize that the coins had been uh, all left mixed together. And if there's anybody that is more pleased to see a guy with hundreds of dollars worth of coins. <laughs> it's a bank teller. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen it. Oh, this is so exciting. This never happens. People normally separate it and bring it in nice and... But look, we get to sit here and count it together for half an hour. Yeah, you got to know each what other. What fun we had separating yeah, yeah, them out. Was, we commented. Was, I was, was all like, isn't it nice? It goes 5, 10, 20, 50, and then it goes backwards again. One, and the two is so tiny. And she giggled. <laughs> My mum used to collect 50-cent pieces, and she didn't have a jar. She had a plastic bag. And whenever the plastic bag was full, she said, I'm taking you and your father out to dinner, and it's free. And we'd go to the local Vietnamese restaurant... And it was a very tense dinner because we knew what was going to happen at the end. <laughs> and when the bill came, Mum <laughs> lifted out a very heavy plastic bag and tipped it all on the table. <laughs> and while all the other uh, diners looked at us, 50 a dollar, dollar fifty. We were sitting there for like 20 minutes watching it count. So in the end, I, I, just your story about Westpac. So the fundraiser raised $300 and Westpac charged you $500 to yes, count well, it, she, yeah? No, she was, I, can't, I'm, I cannot stress how delighted she was. <laughs> I am pretty sure that her and all the people behind me in the line <laughs> were thrilled to see such an old school transaction taking place. It's for the kids. It's for the little for kids. The kids. That's a very high level of trust oh, in you man. to handle the money though. Yeah. I'm surprised. Treasurer's assistant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Treasurer's assistant. Well, I, you know, I, I was, I'm main for it. I'm, I, you know, I'm strapping. I was, I lots of pockets. Yeah. yeah. So many coins. You're honest, so, honest. 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 Well, they're going to weigh it. But that's what my wife said. She, they just weigh the money. That's why I put it all together. They just put it on a scale. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of logic missing in that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. But I'm sure we're all aware that a happy what? life Starts with a happy wife. Yeah. Happy wife. So and particularly when you're away for half an hour extra, she probably yeah, put it so all together happy. and said, "No, just go to the fine. bank. They'll just weigh it. It'll be fine." Yeah. Look at the fun Boy, we hardly had any money there. It was full of notes. So didn't Sometimes you come across the fancy ones. Ooh, look! It's one of the Commonwealth coins. Ooh, got the little picture on the back. that's different. Keep that to the side. <laughs> you get to keep that one. Oh, I think. Nice. Are we ready for the wheel of death, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. The wheel of death. When, when our lovely audience came in here from uh, all those places I mentioned, they threw in these random topics onto this chocolate wheel. If you'd like to join the audience here, of course you can. Just Google TGIF ABC and you'll find out how to join the uh, audience and, and uh, take uh, advantage of the very reasonably priced tickets. Yeah. They're very, very keenly priced, aren't they? Two dollar yeah. coin. They're free. Um, oh. Anyway, today's topics are privatisation, violets, mobile phones in public, Tonga and Samoa, Mount Grebus, wherever that is, Kiribati. What? Erebus. Mount Erebus. Okay. Uh, bracket creep, tax reform, Shiraz Nimbin, mind chatter, denial, euphemism, Coco the gorilla. Have people been drinking? Uh, that's, that's very bizarre topics. Uh, which ones fill you full of fear, Tom? Yeah, James, oh, James is he, doing it. He's uh, drinking. James no O'Loughlin. I think all of them. Uh, all of them. Uh, all right. Today. Shall yeah. I spin it? I'll spin it. Round and round and round very it goes. James O'Loughlin taking on the wheel of death with the topic that is... Someone put 
It's a good point, 40, though. We're looking at it. The yeah. wheel of death is exactly the size the two other coins should be. <laughs> Today's topic is... Is... <coughs> Nimbin. Nimbin. Who suggests Nimbin? Cool. Are you from Nimbin? No. no. Very close. <laughs> Very close. Okay. Nimbin. Okay. Right, well, just just yep. for fun, I can't think of anybody that <laughs> more embodies the spirit of Nimbin and what they love yeah. than James O'Loughlin. Yeah. James... From the heart, <laughs> tell us about Nimbin. Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, yes, Nimbin is a fine place with great bushwalking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know it for. My, I love bushwalking and the way you just seem to float along the track when you go bushwalking in Nimbin. Why, I met a very fine, friendly fellow with long hair and a funny beard and a, a, a beanie, and he, he said, you seem a bit out of breath, and he helped me with some re- little refreshments, and then all of a sudden we were, we were at the top of, of Mount Erebus, it seemed, <laughs> floating along on, on, on clouds, and I said to my great friend Thomas, Thomas Dean, who's a humorous comedian from Sydney, um, that, that I really did enjoy this new bushwalking cookie that seemed to float me along and do they have them in other places but Nimbin and he said no that's a special Nimbin cookie (laughs) well why don't all bushwalkers use those special Nimbin cookies I'll tell you kids because they're addictive and wrong (laughs) and they're very bad for you yes sure I enjoyed my bushwalk in Nimbin but what I really enjoyed was the clean air and the lovely waterfalls and uh and, you know, stepping over the bodies of drug addicts on the way. who Not dead ones, they were just resting with big smiles on their faces. But I was the one who completed the bushwalk first. Sure, I wasn't smiling. Uh, I, I was tired and, and they appeared just to be not really care about all that competitive BS, as they called it. <laughs> but I didn't get arrested, um, and they did. So uh, Nimbin had a great promise of, of cooperative living and everyone loving each other, and I don't know whether that's been uh, realised. Do you know if it has, Thomas? I think they're still working on it. They're still working on it, yeah. Yeah, but I think one thing we do know for sure is that the image that Nimbin has is, is, is of a... Of a you know, a, 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 a marijuana-infused place. It's not necessarily fair. There's an ABC radio station just down the road at Lismore, and I've been there, and they seem like fine people. <laughs> fine people. Uh, I mean, they have a fence around the station, obviously, <laughs> and they come in by helicopter. Uh, I mean, once there were some changes, and they thought it was all going down the toilet, but actually it didn't change at all. Uh, have you been to Nimit? Do you have anything you want to say about it? I've, uh, no, I've like... been to them, but I've got, I've got a friend who actually, uh, you know, there's a program where if you're training to be a GP, you have to go to a regional part of the right. state and work there. And he worked, he became the doctor in Nimbin <laughs> and we went up to see him. And I think to amuse us, as we drove up into the car park, just to amuse us, he threw open the windows of the surgery and shouted up, shouted out along the main street, stop taking drugs, you idiots! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, everyone, like 50 people went, what? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a fine... No, I agree. I I went for the first time uh, because, you know, we have a very similar program uh, in entertainment where we have to go to Nimbin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Find our inner character. 
Yeah. Uh, it's nice. I, I, uh, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those great hippie communes that, as an ideal, uh, I think probably hit its peak in the '70s. Yeah. And then, sadly, all the reality of harder drugs drove yeah. it down into a sadder, sadder place, which we now know is Lismore. <laughs> Anyway, thanks very yeah. much for the topic. <laughs> Did yeah. he die? Did he oh. die? Oh. oh, he lives. Oh, thank God it's my friend, uh, my friend said some of the diseases were medieval. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Medieval. Medieval. He said they weren't in his books. Like, people would come in off the... Uh, the bushwalk. The, off the bushwalks. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, with, um, you know, and they hadn't... Like uh, what? Well, they hadn't washed for years. Right. So you'd have to sort of chip oh, them off wow. before he could... But by the wow. same token, there's a lot of artisanal work there, and I had, literally, the greatest ham and cheese croissant mm. I've ever had in my life. And some would argue... The fact that it took four hours to be served <laughs> made you want it more. Made you want it more. Yeah. But I thought the anticipation it has to be the really added. Limbin cheese, doesn't it? Limbin cheese. Limbin cheese is yeah. nice. And they do a lot of artisanal butchery. Mm. And uh, the bakers are really good. Huh? Get it? Bake. And um, experience. The coffee shop. You know, they actually, you know, they, their their uh, cappuccino stencil is a marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Shout out to Nimbin. So Shout out to her. Nimbin. We ran yeah, it down. Yeah, but it's, now not, it's not like, hey, Nimbin. It's like. Hey. <laughs> now, a hat attributed to Napoleon Bonaparte is uh, and said to have been dropped on the battlefield at Waterloo 203 years ago was this week sold for over $400,000. Uh, what articles of clothing from what famous people would you like for your collection? Shannon. Well, this actually reminds me of a story. So that was 203 years ago. 23 years ago, I was out on a football field and I went up to uh, a player. So there was a – I was obviously younger then, 23 years ago. Obviously, and yeah. I mean, pretty impossible just, if you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I was at a rugby league match. Um, it, there's no secret I'm from Darwin. The St. George Lawara team had come up to play the NT Titans. That's our rugby league state team, but you won't ever need to remember that again. Um, anyway, <laughs> I went with my dad. I had my jersey on. I ran out into the field and I picked my favourite player and I said, oh, you know, can I have something? Can I have something? And he just took his shorts off <laughs> and wow. proceeded to give them to me. Now, look, Darwin in December is 34 degrees and 98% humidity. So apart from the fact it took him half an hour to get him off because I was stuck to him with sweat, uh, I ran back to my dad and I was like, look, Dad, look, Dad. My dad proceeded to start sort of gagging and go, oh, that's disgusting. And then the rugby league player came back out and gave me socks as well that he'd worn. Nice. Because... You know, obviously there wasn't that many people wanting, um, you know, so this is very familiar. I feel like, you know, I'm on a battlefield. I've taken some clothing off a famous person. Cut it. We put it on, probably had a plastic bag in those days in Darwin. They were still circulating. Uh, got home, got out of the car, showed my mum, and, again, she was, for some reason, this gag reflex kicked in with her. So we put it in nappy sand for five weeks, and then I would proceed to wear them and run around the back. You wonder why I'm a sports journalist, right? Uh, not me too. And so then I played and I was very excited because I actually had a player's kit, or half of. And anyway, fast forward, <laughs> I now, he's a commentator, and I one day we were sitting around and I oh. said, oh, by the way, I've got your shorts and socks. <laughs> and now, if... 
one thing I've learned is maybe, you know, shocked, um, shock tactic is not good. Colour drained. And he just sort of looked at me and went, how old were you? <laughs> Please tell me you were, like, really, really, really young. And, yeah, so, you know, like, I think how I've done... How old were you? Yeah, I really, was, like, really, 11, really 10 or 11. <laughs> but I, I think I've done my dash, so I'm never going to have to need something from another collection yeah, yeah, ever you've again. Done, you've got your story. Now. Yeah, because, you know, nothing can beat that. And, really, when you say you've got something of someone... It can disturb them more so than it does. Well, yeah, clearly. It makes you, it makes you long for a, a more innocent time, doesn't it? When a man could give a young girl his pants. <laughs> and it was taken in the spirit that it was intended. Yeah. I just want you to have my pants. Yeah. <laughs> no, you end up right here, right now. Yeah. In his defense, he did have bike pants on underneath. Oh, so oh, obviously. Oh. There was... But it was such an innocent time, it wouldn't have mattered. Or babies, <laughs> you know, babies. Exactly. Yeah. James O'Loughlin, Napoleon's hat sold for all this dough. What do you want? Yeah, I, I'd like his. Uh, I'd like. I could probably afford his socks. Mm. Um, they'd be cheaper. I, I would like his coat though, because I, I want to see if it had pockets. Mm. You want to see what's inside that little flap? Right yeah, because you know yeah. he always put his hand between two buttons. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, he clearly didn't have a pocket then. Well, I don't know. I mean, if he had pockets, that would make it even more of a mystery, wouldn't well, it? Well, his hand would Maybe be in his really pocket. Maybe he had really high-waisted I would have pants. thought so. Yeah, and not that. But that would be the thing. I'm, yeah, everyone's right. assuming he didn't have pockets. What if you found his top and it had pockets? And then you'd go, there must be some... He must have had a, like a, an elbow that was permanently bent. Maybe like there was that. a little note in there from his mum that said, <laughs> don't lose your hat. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he had lollies or trinkets he'd picked up on the battlefield. Cl- Clive pockets. James wrote a famous television review of a really bad BBC program about, about Napoleon and the acting was really terrible right. and the script was really terrible. And he wrote about the... He was some famous actor. He wrote about him playing Napoleon with his hand inside his jacket, doubtlessly clutching the contract to which his name was affixed, <laughs> <laughs> forcing him to be in this rubbish. No. Uh, what do you want? To talk? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, I'd sure. like Alex... Harry's, is that him? Sunglasses. The guy who wears his sunglasses on his yeah. forehead. But I can't Because he's, work... he's not using them. Well, I'm trying to work out whether you would buy them secondhand or never worn. Because he's never <laughs> looked... Has he ever looked through them? I don't know. Tell me what he wants. I want Abe Lincoln's stovepipe hat. Yeah. Yes. What yeah. a neat hat that was. Yeah. It also reminds me of my favourite scene in movies is, uh, if you remember, Cannery Row. Ah. There's a great scene in Cannery Row where Hazel has been told that he's been forecast, he's going to be the President of the United States, and he's sitting under the tree, and it's raining, and he's got a stovepipe hat on. And he's like, I don't want to be no president. It'll ruin my life. <laughs> Couldn't be more topical. <laughs> uh, so I think that'd be a fun one. I'd like to have uh, Elvis's blue fat suit. Yeah. <laughs> Not the white one, the yeah. blue one, because yeah. that was weird and fat. He that would be good. Uh, Pretty and sure he didn't call it that. Yeah. There's probably uh, a better name for it, yeah. The yeah. Blue Hawaii Somewhat Slimming Suit. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a big Elvis fan. I've spent the last 40 years trying to fit into that suit. Uh, <laughs> who are the winners and losers of the week? James? Uh, the winners and losers of the week are... Uh, uh, well, I think the Australian cricket team is kind of the winner because the fact that the soccer, rugby, state of origin and rugby is all on means it's disguised and no one's going, eh, they're losing. And also the winners because I would rather they be nice and lose than be mean and win. Hmm. So they're yeah, double winners. But wasn't it nice of them to lose by the biggest score mm. in the history of losing? Yeah, well, that's because they're being yeah, really, they're really nice. They're going too far yeah, one so way. Nice. Yeah, that's like, hey, let's go <laughs> on a record. super nice. 
They go, oh, you hit me for six again. Well done. What a great shot. I think they're all still getting uh, physio work on their necks as they just sort of watch <laughs> 21 sixes go. Now, back Chan, over we've already got heads. one of your. Yep, your SBS so, and Optus yeah. have to go winners right. and losers right now. Right. And Tommy, who are the I, thought, I thought the big winner this week, because I love humanity at its best, uh, but a man, uh, a snake, spat out a green frog. Yes. And then he used. Mouth to mouth resuscitation yeah. to bring the frog back to life. This is yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> and there's a similar story where a python was attempting to swallow a crocodile, and a man saved the crocodile from the python. <laughs> and then got eaten by it? I know. Yeah. One way or the other. Either way, it was humanity at its best. Yes, that's great. At its best. But you wouldn't give mouth to mouth to a crocodile. Well, very carefully. <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, humanity was the winner. Who was the loser? Uh, the loser was, uh, I thought, humanity again. Uh, but it's, I'm still confused how this story plays out. Uh, but Melania Trump uh, going down uh, to see the border children problem, which is all the terribleness in America right now, uh, wearing a jacket that said, I don't care, do you? Really curious. It's the most curiously curious thing. Because I think she does actually care. I think she does care. And I think we care. And I don't know why so, she thought we wouldn't care. What if she just picked up a jacket random, didn't even look at the back? Mustn't own a mirror. Whole... Mustn't own a mirror. That's a pretty big though. fashion, yeah. fashion uh, mishap, though, isn't yeah. it? It's uh, really, right. really at a time of all sorts of horribleness, to add a little twist of weird horribleness, <laughs> a sousant of Trump hard truthness. <laughs> I don't understand. But anyway, please, please thank Shannon you. Byrne, Tommy Dean, and James O'Loughlin. <laughs> Next week, Wendy Harmer, Rebecca DeUnamuno and Tahir. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. Thank God it's Friday! <laughs>